my name is Christine Gilfillan. and I'm the Associate Director of Brooks Women in Crisis. Welcome to our podcast and video series called The Place You Start. And I'm very excited today to have Tasha Isaac with me. Tasha is the Director of Education and Community Outreach at Brooks Women in Crisis, which was what I was before I became the Associate <laughs> Director. So Tasha and I work very closely together and I really wanted to highlight some of our prevention and education services. We've been mostly talking about our intervention services and shelter services and so forth, but I think one of the little known things about us in the community is the depth and the breadth of our education department and the programs that we do. So I'm really happy to have Tasha Thank you. with me today. And Tasha and I have been working together for nearly 10 Almost, yeah. years, which is great. And we met at Camp PeaceWorks, mm -hmm. which is a program that we did together. Yes. So I don't know if uh, Camp PeaceWorks was your entry to education and community outreach, yes. not to the agency. No. But how did you become involved with Burke's Women in Crisis? Um, I was finishing up grad school and putting out some feelers for different positions, and I was very specific about where they were going to be. And I was looking at working with children, and so there was a position open as a children's advocate at Burke's Women in Crisis. So I put in for, you know, sent my resume and all that good stuff. And um, about two months later, I got a call for an interview and I forgot all about it. <laughs> so um, we went in for an interview and Joan, who is just now retiring, who was the person who hired me at the time, had just said, you know what, I think you're it. Um, we'll give you a call. And literally, like the day after an event, she called and said, yep, you got it. When can you start? And I literally was between two jobs, training, doing the training, 66-hour training. I think it was 63 hours then. Um, no, it was 60 hours then. It keeps growing. <laughs> yes. And then um, and I was actually doing my other job until that one ended. And so um, about a year as the children's advocate, I got an opportunity to to work with the PeaceWorks staff at Camp PeaceWorks. Right, that's right. Um, um, Eve, who had been coming to the safe house to do and doing some groups, had invited me to be a part of the process. And I kind of fell in love with anti-oppression work and I love change. So watching people go through a change process, it sold me. Um, and it just so happens that somebody was leaving at the very time camp was ending and I was able to apply for the position in the education department. And then here I am. All these years later. <laughs> here I am. So what, what, what happens at Camp PeaceWorks? I don't know if the people listening understand, but what happens there that's transformative? It is described as a social justice camp, um, but for me it's, it's a way to bring awareness to young people and to watch them understand how the world around them works. So what we talk about are different oppressions that they may be experiencing and really don't even realize that they're experiencing some things. So we talk about five different oppressions. There's many, many more, um, but we talk about five different ones specifically because they're specific to these young people who are dealing with them at the moment. And then they can relate to others. So we talk about adultism, 
which is the neglect and the squashing of the voices of young people. We talk about racism, um, sexism, heterosexism, which is new for a lot of people because um, what they don't understand is that young people are feeling more empowered and they're disclosing and they're coming out even earlier. And so how are we as adults helping young people and empowering them to do so? So it's important for us to be able to help them to understand that there is an oppression out there. And when we say and do things inadvertently, it still oppresses that group of people. And then we talk about classism and the economic issues that go along in this country. Um, so we do that in five days. We actually have a 66-hour training where we try to get the same information in six hours. Um, doesn't always work that way, but we try to get that information in. And it's interesting to see the students, the campers, go from being strangers Monday morning to being family by Friday afternoon and not wanting to leave and wanting to do more um, and trying to figure out how this all fits in their lives and, and making changes. Some young people are going back to their schools, starting their gay-straight alliance. They're becoming presidents of their student government. Um, they're actively volunteering at BWIC. They come back to be facilitators at camp. Um, so it's just amazing to see how this one week in the summer transforms these young people and to hear parents talk about how their how their child has become this different person and they they feel more empowered and they're speaking out more and they're even calling their parents on things so it's it's nice uh -oh. to know, yeah <laughs> um it's nice to be able to see that and it's nice to be able to watch them grow um, like you said, I've been with the agency for almost 10 years now, and so I've gotten to see the process happen for nine of those 10 years, and to see young people come back as adults is, is mind-blowing, and to see how they're changed is, is just, it's the most beautiful thing to, to see. Now, I remember about five or six years ago when we were looking for some financial support for mm -hmm. Camp PeaceWorks, um, we were asked a lot of questions about, but you're a domestic violence Mm. agency and a rape crisis center how mm. what does this have to do right with with that, that you right. know how does this fit into what you do and we had to try to answer those questions mm -hmm. how would you answer that question? the same way you explained it to me <laughs> it you know looking at those different oppressions they're the root causes of the violences that we see today so the reason why we the the limitations that we have on people. So the reason why there's the, the issue of domestic violence and sexual assault is the way that we treat women, the sexism that we see and what we allow to take place. And so if we're not talking about sexism, how can we then talk about ending domestic violence and sexual assault, which is our mission, which is our goal. If we're not talking about racism, how is it that we can go and help people of different cultures and ethnicities understand the intricacies of trying to get help? Um, if we're not talking about, you know, adultism and hearing the voice of a young person, how are they supposed to get help when it's time to get help? How are they supposed to know that they have the right to be safe? Um, so if we're not talking about those things, if we're not having those conversations, the problem then perpetuates and it just grows. So we need to be talking about the root causes of what is allowed to happen when we talk about domestic violence and sexual assault. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> So what, what do you think, what's the most challenging thing about your job running the department with well, five people? Well, I honestly say right now, in the moment, the most challenging thing is not having enough educators. 
it's a great problem to have because now it just seems that schools are finding ways to get us in, whether it's after school programming, whether it's during a health class, they're at least looking for ways to be able to do that. And about you know five years ago, it was just kind of like, no, we have this time, we have to focus on our benchmarks and we have to get our AYPs. And I totally get that. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress that educators and teachers are under. Um, but now they're starting to open up to the idea of there's a way to make this happen and trying to figure that out. At the same token, there are some schools that just don't see that there's a problem or it's not happening in their area. And so it makes it difficult for us to even make the pitch to the school, to even get into the school, to say, hey, you know what? The reality is it, it happens everywhere. Um, and you know, your school's not exempt. It may not show up somewhere, but it's not exempt to the same issues that we're seeing um, all over the county. Mm -hmm. So. Right now, if I could write a grant to get more educators. <laughs> more educators. <laughs> more educators. That's great. We have a large education department. We, and so and we do. We are blessed to have mm -hmm. one of the bigger education departments in the Commonwealth. So in that, I'm being a little selfish. But I do recognize that we are truly blessed to have an, a prevention team who's able to go out and do what we do. Because a lot of people aren't able to make the transition from intervention and awareness to preventing the behavior in the first place. And we're able to do that. It's taking a little time, but we're able to do that. So how do you think working at the agency has changed your life personally, changed you? Um, I'm a lot more sensitive to a lot, a lot of things that I wasn't paying attention to. Um, and it has made me a lot more open to the ideas of people being different and what it is I need to do, my own personal work that I need to do in order to help somebody else. So it means leaving my own judgments at the door. It means that I have to put myself to the side just in order to be able to understand another person's situation. Um, becoming more empathetic rather than staying in the sympathy, really trying to understand where a person is to be able to help them to get from point A to point B. That's great. Yes. Well, thank you so much you. for the work that you do, and thank you for being on the program. Thank you very much. I really much. appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to The Place You Start. We have guests stopping by each week. Check in again for more stories at berkswomeninincrisis.org. And be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter.